Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Amy Goldstein's wildly entertaining documentary, Kate Nash, Underestimate the Girl, chronicles the meteoric rise and years-long struggle of musician and artist Kate Nash to reestablish her thriving career on her own terms. At the age of 18, Kate Nash burst onto the pop scene, vaulting from a working-class family in North London into worldwide tours, a platinum record, and a season of dominating the music charts. Fast forward to 10 years later, Kate is breaking down, nearly homeless, defrauded by her manager, and the list goes on and on. We're joined today by the director of Kate Nash, Underestimate the Girl, Amy Goldstein. Amy, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you very much. I'm thrilled to be here. I actually loved film school. It's an impressive film for a lot of reasons, and one of which is, first of all, Kate really bought into the idea of being the subject of the documentary just based on the different <clears throat> the different uh, places that she and you are able to go in parts of her life and I I'm kind of curious how did you approach uh, her about doing a documentary uh, so Kate and I um, share the same hairdresser and Kate was getting her hair made hot pink to match vaginas on the stage of Coachella and Julie, the hairdresser, was like, oh, my God, you've got to film this. It's crazy. You've got to meet Kate. And she gave her uh, one of my films where we followed six hula hoopers over six years called The Hooping Life. And Kate really dug it. And Kate is just like indomitable. And it, she was just getting her career back. And she's like, yes, let's do it. You know, <laughs> so that's how. OK, so. How long ago did you uh, did you approach her about this? Because it seems like we're following her from a long time ago. Covers a decade. Yeah. You know, we you know we used archival for her very very early career, where you know at seventeen she went platinum, um, and then her next sort of part of her career, where she made a punk album, um, a, a nice man named Lee Jones was following her around. Um, he shot very small clips and he's a professional and they're really awesome. And he gave us the footage. So it had, so starting from there, it feels like we're with her. And when she moved to Los Angeles about six years ago, um, we gave her camera and we spent a lot of time with her. We're, you know, for that entire time, it's a very verite film. Yeah, that was, uh, that's the impression I get is that, uh, uh, she was always very open to, uh, people that she trusts to be very honest with and that's what comes across in the film she's very vulnerable at times very tough at times mm -hmm. she's got we see a range of her uh, of her the way she approaches life and she's a wonderful subject she's so open and honest yes. uh, uh, I think she's very funny yes she's yeah. very very funny um, yes. well let's talk a little bit about the beginning of her career because she did sort of burst onto the scene as you mentioned at the age of 17 tell us a little bit about her her I mean, origin she, story. She honestly really wanted to be an actress, which now that she's on Glow, she finally got her dream. She studied at the Brit School, which is really an acting and music program. And she could, didn't get into any of the acting schools in England. And she had broken her leg and she was stuck in bed and she made songs and she put them on MySpace. 
and they exploded. Just, you know, she's one of those people that, you know, MySpace really gave a career to. And she early on got signed by a record company and her first song went platinum. So she was in no way prepared for this. You know, she comes from a very working class family. You know, the, the, the experience of how hard they worked her and how much the press circled her pimples and talked about her being fat was, you know, very traumatizing for her. Um, and she was just thrown into this whole other world. And I think the film is a lot about her learning to how to take music control of her own career and to still love to make music, but to not feel like she can't make it on her own terms. And um, so, you know, when she was still signed by a label, she made a punk album, she got an all girl band and they didn't think the music was commercial enough and they dropped her by text message. So, you know, the, the story is a lot about Kate finding her way back and, and learning how to have a music career and, and also make a living. And that's why getting that job on GLOW, you know, really helped sustain her and getting to be with all these very strong women. And what I love about the movie, my favorite parts are when Kate, you know, lets us see the process, whether it is of doing a crowdfunding campaign, making songs, you know, getting in the studio with her. I, I just think it's amazing. And the songs are about what's happening in her life. And then we were able to use the lyrics and some of the really cool visuals and performance we were filming to make musical numbers to kind of help tell the story in a, in a very original manner that I, I'm really thrilled about. You should be. And uh, she, yeah, she is such an open personality. And I, I, as you identified earlier, her sense of humor mm -hmm. is just infectious. And she is she's genuinely funny and absolutely see her. I didn't know this until I saw the film about her aspirations of being uh, an actor. And mm -hmm. uh, it's it's absolutely easy to see in, in, in the way she comes across in the film. And what's really great in the movie is we get to see her make her audition tape for Glow, you know, which yeah. is just so imaginative and goofy and fearless. And, you know, and so she early on really started becoming Britannica, which is in part based on Kate. I think early on the character is living out of her car, you know, so... Life and art in this film imitates itself often in ways that are really great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and go, going back to sort of her history, uh, we were talking about it as she burst onto the scene, did really well, and as often happens, and um, I, I have a his my history in regard to music is tangential, but I used to be the general manager of a college radio station. Mm -hmm. And it was during this period of time when Kate was becoming, you know, when she hit the hit the uh, the scene, if you will. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but one of the things I learned about being in just in a very very tangential way involved in the music business is just how brutal and ruthless it is. And uh, this is one of the things that comes across in the film is someone who goes in, who is a performer, an artist who's most concerned about her music and connecting with her audience and all the things you would want as a, as a, in a musician, an artist, are the things that will undo you in the music business. I think that's very well said. And to see someone kind of discover that organically is insane. And Kate and I had early talks when we started to make this movie. There are a lot of documentaries coming out about women in music. The Amy documentary, Nina, um, and they, you know, everyone, Janis Joplin, and everyone in them dies and suffers and does drugs and are very painful. And we really thought, you know, Kate could have a career in music and not have to die and still be worthy of a film. 
And so we thought we were sort of having a conversation with those movies and we would joke. She went through the 27 Club, which traditionally a lot of people in rock and roll die. Right. She was like, no matter how terrible things get, I am not going to die. You know, and this is going to be a movie where young women see they can have a different kind of life and to make art, you don't have to suffer. And, you know, to have a career, you know, you don't need to be famous to enjoy making music. And she crowdfunded her third album, her fourth album. You know what I mean? She went to the audience and said, will you pre-buy it? And it paid for her to tour. And, you know, there there are really ways that you can stay in control of your career today and still somewhat make a living from music and, you know, and, and make the kind of music you want. And I think that's a really hopeful story. Yeah, and we see that. We see the, the different options that when she's at kind of a low point in her career, we see the the different the different venues for people to for musicians to express themselves and hopefully make some money. But also in that in the telling of that part of the story, you also see the many ways in which someone can be taken advantage of. So it's it's kind of a I feel like watching the film was was um you know, the good and the bad at the same time while I was watching her go to these different agencies, the songwriting contracts, those kinds of things. You could say, okay, well, these are places to go, but also you can also see the opportunity for someone to take advantage of it as well. So, yeah, I think it's a very honest portrayal of the music business. Yeah. 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 And one, of, one of the things that comes across uh, in the way that she, Kate Nash, underestimate the girl is that she's willing as you said earlier, her kind of work ethic and her background, she's willing to go places where a lot of other artists would not have gone because they would have felt it was below them, but beneath them, she is, she's game. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think to make it, you have to be like, she's absolutely game. And, and that's what you see. That's why she did the movie, you know, like, um, and you know, during the period where we were recording, she was working on a Broadway musical, you know what I mean? Like she's game. She'll put herself in stuff that, you know, she might not, know everything or be fully prepared but we'll just go for it that's great um yeah but yeah right she did some very embarrassing things she had to play a song on a stage for an advertising company right at lunch yeah that's exactly what i was thinking of when i I brought it up exactly had a job in a you know on a geek you know selling show selling star wars jewelry you know in a comic book store you know like it's a really honest like you have to do stuff you know to make it you know, yeah. just to survive the day, to pay the bills. Um, that, you know, I, I think it's a very unromantic, you know, version of what, what it's like to try to survive making music. But she's such a happy presence throughout. Yeah. Even there's some really low points in the film for her. And um, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with the director of this new documentary of film about Kate Nash. It's called Kate Nash Underestimate the Girl. When is it out in release? I apologize. It's opening on virtual cinema Friday night on Alamo On Demand. So just go to Alamo On Demand and there's a link and you can pre-buy anytime. And then that will also allow you to join Kate on Saturday night um, at nine o'clock for a Q&A and a live performance. So I think it'll feel like the movie continues and you can kind of catch up with Kate where she is now and what her thoughts are on the film. And she's going to put on quite a show. So. Uh, by buying the movie ticket you you get to do that saturday night that's awesome so that's uh that would be may 16th is that what we're describing yeah that's the first screening is may 16th and it's in on alamo on demand virtual cinema for one week okay great um quick question um about the making of the film the real and the relationship it has to 
Kate Nash. And do you feel like while you were in the process of filming her and going through this very tough and difficult time in her life, how did that play out in terms of her her outlook on life? The fact that you were there, there was as part, in some ways, were you part of a support group or support ecosystem for her? Do you, do you, do you think, or was she just have powered through no matter how it would have gone? I mean, she would have powered through no matter how it would gone. I think there were a period of time that it helped that we were there. It helps to have witnesses. Yeah. It's really terrible things happen. You think you're nuts, you know, <laughs> to have other people be like, yeah, that is happening. And that is crazy. And, you know, we would bring her coffee, your food when things were really bad. But there are also times where it was too much to have people around. There was a six month period when Kate went back home. Um, when things were really, really tough, where we didn't see it, we didn't film for six months. Now she had a camera and she continued, but you know, she did, she didn't want exposure of any sort, you know, and had to heal. And so, you know, when you're making a movie, you're like, I wonder if we'll ever finish this movie. And that's the risk you take, you know, and you have to be really respectful of the people you work with to give them the space they need. Yeah. So I yeah. think it was both, you know, I think it helped and it was harder. Well, I, I just, it's it's an infectious film. It's she's because of she's an infectious sort of uh, personality and presence. And maybe that's not exactly the right word to use on our infectious, but uh, it is. It, it will. <laughs> oh, maybe this isn't the right time to say. <laughs> it takes yeah. on a takes so, on a very different different connotation yeah. at this point. Well, I, I first of all. Uh, I want to thank you for your time today uh, and for the film. And if you didn't know about Kate Nash uh, in her musical uh, iteration, and if you haven't caught up with her on Glow, and you should watch this film because you're going to be introduced into a whole world of a very creative person who does what what is what is in her heart. And also girl power, if you have any interest in sort of seeing it manifest itself in these very creative and, and wonderful ways, uh, she is the embodiment of it. Her audience, you know, the, the sort of connection with her audience is incredibly wonderful in terms of watching the film and seeing how that, they feed off of one another. And uh, I really thoroughly enjoyed the film, and I, I hope that people will check it out. Again, Kate Nash, Underestimate the Girl, and you were talking about being able to see it on virtual theater Alamo, and it's Saturday night, May 16th. There's a concert following the screening. Is Yes, on Saturday night. You got it. Well, a, li a little riot girl to kick off the hellish pandemic spring. <laughs> <laughs> We've got that going for us. Well, Amy Goldstein, thank you so very, very much for being here today on, on Film School Radio, and um, appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having me. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.